Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. This episode is titled, Sunday Stream 1. It originally aired June 8, 2020. Welcome to the first Sunday stream for Silverline Live. We're going to think of a cool, clever title somewhere, some sometime along the way. But uh, per popular demand, you all demanded it, so we're giving it to you. You wanted more streams per week, and we were growing in uh, numbers, so this was uh, the perfect opportunity for us to uh, stream twice a week. So, um, but we're going to kind of keep the same format that we've been doing regularly on Wednesday. So we're not going to change everything. So you're going to be used to uh, what you've been seeing on Wednesdays. So I am the host. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm kind of the uh, the chief wrangler at uh, Silverline. See, right? I've even got a cool little banner to go right here with me now. So, And I'm going to go. We've got a couple of new people with us, so I'm going to hold them for, for last. Uh, but we've got some some usual, so I'll just uh, I'll point you guys out. And you introduce yourselves, tell people who you are and what you do. So first up on my murderer's row here is Curtis. Curtis, tell everybody who you are. Hello, I'm Curtis Fujita. I'm an uh, illustrator, animator, and concept artist, and I am currently the creative director at Silverline and the editor on Kalex. Woot! Becca, tell folks who you are. Hello, hi, I'm Rebecca Winslow. I am currently an Anchor for something big for Silverline, which is the name of the comic. Oh, I uh, thought that was just kind of like you were talking yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also the colorist for Marauder. Did I say that right? You did. Yeah. Okay, and Friar Rush. That's also Silverline. Excellent. Yep. So Friar Rush. Um, for those who who know Friar Rush, uh, or who, who don't know, I should say. Fry Rush is the uh, brand spanking new project. Uh, Marauder is uh, Becca's coloring um, the, the black and white version so that we can re-release it in color. So thank you, Becca. Uh, and then we got Aaron Humphreys. Hey, I'm the uh, artist on the Fry Rush, the upcoming project from Silverline, and I'm working on some other cool stuff for Fry Rush as we speak. So hopefully that'll, yeah. be, that'll be some cool stuff coming up soon. And you've also got your own. Uh, yeah, I've got my own comic book, uh, Goblins, which yeah. I have on my website, and and I do other stuff too. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, we're, we're here to promote Fire Rush, of course. But, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, promote, yeah, yeah. But but we want folks to know what else you do too. So that's very yeah. cool. Uh, Tommy, why don't you tell folks who you are? My name is uh, well, everybody calls me Tommy, but it's Thomas Floramonte Jr. You guys can uh, find me all over the internet, but I've been a comic book creator since the early '90s, um, mostly inking, but I do drawing, the pencil and the color and the writing, the all that kind of stuff. I'm also uh, currently for Silverline inking a book called Trumps. It's uh, themed after the card playing game, uh, you know, where you lay the trumps down, card playing game. Not the card playing game, but a card playing game. A card game, playing. Right? There you go. Look, so you got some. Oh, man, I should bring I got, out some cards next time. I got Wednesday, some I'll have visuals. some cards. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have some cards when we do the. Oh, Can't talk geez. about that. Don't, <laughs> don't be a joker, Tommy. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I'm also the co owner of the. Uh, 
premier print-on-demand service, Kablam, and um, also part of <laughs> and uh, do a lot of technical stuff for rolling in the Silver Line gang and and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, uh, so the first of our new joinees tonight is Mike W. Belcher. So I gotta I gotta say a little few words, Mike, and then you can tell people who you are. <laughs> so uh, so I met Mike years. Well, let me rephrase that. I I met Mike years ago. Quote unquote. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, and this goes back probably to the late nineties. I think. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. My oh, I didn't know it was that long. Wow. Yep. Yep. Um, because hold on, I got to turn my email off here. It's loud and screaming in my ears. Students are probably wanting stuff. Um, yeah, way back <laughs> when, when um, uh, Mike actually did some, I, I, you know, forgive me, Mike, I don't remember which project it was that you lettered back then. Um, but I know you did. I know you did something. And then we had talked about lots of other things and just we kind of stayed in contact over the years. And then Mike got involved with uh, a convention local to where Mike lives. Uh, you're one of the, the, he's not, he's, it's not his convention, but he's like one of the big mucky mucks of the show. So uh, when you, yeah, need, I like, get to recruit people. Yes. You get to recruit <laughs> cool comics. So if you, if you love the comic uh, uh, guest list from the Pikeville uh, comic con, you get to thank, uh, thank Mike for that because he's the one who, who gets those guests in. What state uh, is that in? That's in Kentucky. 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 Kentuck. Yep. Yes. Uh, so that's my little brief intro. Mike, tell everybody who you are. Hi, guys. I'm Mike W. Belcher. Hey, I'm a letterer. I'm a graphic designer, and I love comics. You know, that's just the best way to describe me. I lettered Kalis, I think, number two. Yeah. And then Twilight Grimm and Divinity, uh, you know, both number ones. Yep. And I guess what 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 we decide on production designer is that what we we decided I, on my official title was? I think so. I, I, I believe pull. that was what it was. Yep. Uh, I thought I had a man in the mask right now. You also do your own. I do my <laughs> own <laughs> comic. Yes, you right. have it handy. You, uh, you don't, don't I, anything. <laughs> I used to have it right, right here. It was sitting right here, but uh, I, I, it must swap place with my my tablet now. So uh, okay. Well, yeah. you know that's that's okay. You 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 got to put the priorities. But yeah, I that's do right. my own comic. I write and draw. Yeah, my own comic, Man in the Mask, which my son colors. Aiden, who is also a little bit of a silver line with that's right, the Elder Switchblade. He sure so, did. Which but, is uh, which is completely finished, and we are just waiting for the right opportunity to to pop that Switchblade uh, entire uh, thing in color. <laughs> uh, pop the Switchblade, ha ha ha. Um, yep, it's ready to go though. So. Um, yeah, so Mike, glad you could join us here. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Mike, is this your first ever stream? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, Sweet. I, you probably can tell I'm I'm, I'm not exactly uh, Mr. Photogenic, but no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, you've got the important thing is you came equipped with the uh, earbuds or or headset. That's that's usually where you can tell when someone kind of you know, says, oh no, they have no headphones or or earbuds and. You kind of get the echoes and well, stuff like that. Well, I wanted to sometimes. make sure I could hear everybody. I'm sure everybody's got a lot of things I want to listen to. So I want, <laughs> I'll ask you guys to make sure you hear me. But uh, uh, real quick, uh, the uh, Scary Book, the last yes. issue of Scary Book, that was the first thing I let her back. Well, I guess, okay. I, I guess Silverline 2.0. Yep. Joe, was Silverline 2.0. That was it. Yep. That was that the was late it. 90 version. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Thank you. I'm glad you remembered that. Um Yeah. So, um, shoot, I was going to say something else. I'm sure it was earth shattering. <laughs> but i can't remember what it was now 
okay. Oh, uh, yeah. So what I'm going to do is um, for for Aaron's guidelines and Mike's man in the uh, man, man in the mask. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I put links uh, wherever you find us, whether it's going to be on Facebook or, or, or Twitch or um, on YouTube. We apparently are not live streaming there, but I'll put the video on there. I'll make sure links to everybody here, uh, their social media and the books and stuff like that are all there so folks can go see. Thanks. Uh, uh, last but not least, we are joined from across the pond. Is it, now, Pete, is this your first stream ever as well? Yes, it is. So for his, uh, not only his first uh, first appearance with Silverline, but his first stream as well. We have Pete Clinton. Uh, so I, I here's the thing, confession time, y'all. I don't really know a whole lot about Pete, but here are the things I can tell you. Okay, so uh, you've heard me say all Wednesdays how Alex Gallimore is has become the the recruiter supreme yes, yeah. for yeah, for Silverline <laughs> and Alex has reached out to all kind of his uh, QB classmates and when I say QB for those who aren't following me here I'm talking about the Kubert school uh, which is uh, a school that teaches artists uh, sequential art basically mm-hmm. comic book art comic and so cool. yep comic book school so Alex has has reached out to a whole bunch of the uh, of his classmates, which is kind of how Becca got uh, here with us. Uh, Becca was probably I'm going to say recruit number one. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I'd have to go back and, and look at my list, but yeah, I think so. But anyway, Alex has been reaching out, and we had another project, and he said, "Hey, I know this other guy. Take a look at this stuff." I reached out to Pete. Pete said, hey, man, that's really cool. I need a little bit of time because I'm graduating and I'm finishing up the school and I got to I gotta hitch a, a boat back to the back to the mm-hmm. island that I live on and, and give me some time. And I think you said the 1st of June and I hit you up the 1st of June. And now, tell people way. who you are, Pete. I think you basically covered it, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. I don't know what else to say. Uh, so are you yes, what graduate? time is it that'd be the big thing what time yeah what, is what time there? is it there it's uh it's a warm 2 a.m in the morning oh boy Ooh. yeah i grabbed a few <laughs> hours sleep and woke myself up just uh five, just hours. five hours ahead of you okay yeah. i gotta remember too bad this is the usually i, I clock off around 8 p.m I, 8 p.m pens <laughs> pens eight pens down and uh i've made an exception for this so uh, i i can tell now we're going to have uh, interesting streams here because uh, I'm sure we're going to have to stop you every now and Pete and ask you to translate that for us. Right? <laughs> so, so you heard Mike's from Kentucky. Tommy and I are both from uh, from Mississippi. So Aaron and Aaron is from Oregon. Oh. Curtis is from California. Beck is from uh, uh, New Jersey. Yeah. So we're kind of we kind of have to translate sometimes like you know what what the heck becca does that mean for these new jersey speak right um so we may have to do that and if you need us to do that as well you know uh just say time out what does that mean i lived in new jersey for three years at the school so ah uh, so you speak becca yeah 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 i'm I'm used i'm used to i'm used to people (laughs) staring at me as i have no idea what i've said and uh, or getting getting stopped in the shops you know can you just talk some more because you sound english yeah so so we recommend to all of our viewers to go watch downton abbey and then and then you'll be able to understand everything pete says i i I, I like to drop it in a conversation but i am a lord (laughs) 
<laughs> it's a it's a title my friends bought for me so it doesn't mean anything <laughs> that's the way it works over there though right yeah that's right <laughs> you just buy your titles <laughs> um yeah so um so so pete talk about what you're doing if you can if you feel comfortable with it are we, are we you're, you're happy to do that we we haven't decided on a title yet have we no but we're just calling it champion of miss fury yeah um, yeah and uh, you came to me and you said you've got this idea for a three-story featuring uh, Miss Fury, which is, I knew from uh, June Tarpe Mills' character. Right. Um, and I thought she was super cool. So you sort of had me at that. I was like, right, yeah, oh, I'll, cool. uh, I'll, I'll draw her all day long. That's, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, she has a very straightforward costume as well. So I thought, well, that's even better. That uh, makes life a lot easier. <laughs> um, yeah, and you sent me, the, uh, sent me the, the, the character designs you had for, for Champion and he looks awesome. So um, yeah. I've just, just this week I've started uh, getting to grips with those. Um, I'll, I'm going to be drawing some Miss Fury tonight, I think. So I love her costume. Sweet. But, um, um, yeah. So and then it started uh, this weekend was layouts of the first first few pages, um, which I need, I need to translate over to. Uh, it, so you got to remind me. I, did, did, I only sent you the first five pages, right? You sent, the script, the... you sent me the script for the first issue, yeah. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, I remember yeah. that I had to go back in and make a change because uh, I had made a mistake about uh, his family. And oh. it, it, it didn't, it was just, it only affected one one page, but I can remember, I, I thought I remember just sending you like the first scene and saying, okay, here it is, you could start on this, and then following, and I wasn't sure if I followed that back up with the rest I of it. I think that's what you said you were going to do, and then you hit me with the whole script, and I thought, oh, cool, we'll just go over Oh, this. okay, <laughs> good deal, yeah, good, good, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just had to go back in and, and make one little change uh, for it. And uh, I should also uh, tell folks that, that we're working Marvel style for this, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and for people who don't know, um, there's generally two different ways to do uh, comic scripts in uh, when you're writing comics. Uh, Marvel and DC do not own these styles, but they're often referred to as Marvel style and DC style. Yeah. And the difference is DC writes a full script in which they say, page one, panel one, this is what's on the panel. This is the text that's in the panel. Panel two, here's what you're going to draw. Here's the text in panel two, panel three, and so on and so on. It looks very much like a, a, a film script. Um, yeah. Hey, Brett, you want to pop up uh, somebody arting and, and throw us over to the side while we're doing this down? Oh, um, oh you don't see it. Somebody's got to share you... up in there. You want me to? Yeah, oh, Becca. Okay. I can do it. Throw it Go Becca first. It. Yeah. Um, and, oh, yeah. Sorry. And, and so that's the DC method. And then the Marvel method is where uh, it's funny because my students will answer this question. And they're usually their answer is something like Marvel method is where you just give a, a general outline of what's happening. And I'm like, well, that's not exactly a, a oh no, what are they, it's not general outline. They, they, uh, a, a short anyway. So the Marvel method is, is where you say page one, this is what happens on page one, page two, this is what happens on page two. And you don't focus, you focus on the action on the page and not on the actual dialogue. And, um, often that that gives pencilers uh, a, a greater freedom to design the page without having to take dialogue and uh, thoughts and captions into consideration they can and design you normally a... script it at the end kind of yep. thing yep. yeah after the pencils are in pencils and inks or at least the pencils yeah you... but the dc way is usually the the script is pretty much there already so the yeah. penciler knows where to leave space and stuff yeah right 
Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yep. And, and so, um, so going back to the project is that, yeah, we've been calling it champion and Miss Fury. Uh, we need a title. We need a title for that. And so I've been talking to the, the CEO here, I've been talking to BJ. We may end up running some kind of contest about help us. Name, oh, that's cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Help us mm-hmm. name the project, you know, and, and uh, you know, let's call it Thomas. What, <laughs> well, so one of the examples I give Tommy, and you remember this, right? So, so we have a, a, a Silverline did two miniseries, a volume one and a volume two, called Silverstorm. Yes. Now those the Silverstorm was uh, consisted of two characters, one of whom was named Silver Dollar, and the other was Tempest. So we came up with I don't even remember. I, I wish I could give credit for for whoever came up with the the ideal. I don't remember. But we've like, you know, Tempest is a, she's a storm and silver dollar. Well, you know, he's an armored dude. So if we combine them somehow, we get a silver storm. So um, we like that quite a bit. And that's kind of what something like what I'd like to do with Champion and, and Miss Fury. Um, so, yeah. So Champion is uh, the, the designs that Pete's working off of was designed by uh, our longtime good friend, Stephen Butler. Uh, Champion first appeared in uh, cat and mouse way back in the day um i mean i'm talking 1990 maybe 91 i don't know like probably 90 i think um he's a good and th- that's year you're born oh. <laughs> it, was <a> year. <laughs> it was a good year <laughs> yeah so um um so yeah anyway so champion has appeared in a couple of uh, different miniseries he was in the silver storm miniseries he was in the Demon Tales miniseries, and yeah, I was going to say I remember inking him in Demon yep, Tales. Yep, yeah. you sure did. And so he was kind of a popular uh, uh, spinoff character from Cat and Mouse. And so he's finally getting to tell his own uh, own story here. So we're excited about that. And that's what Pete is uh, mm-hmm. is going to be busy drawing for us. Uh, so Becca, since uh, since you've got uh, artwork on the screen, um, what uh, just tell us briefly what that is. This is a page for something big I'm working on. Well, re reworking on oh. because I may have accidentally <laughs> inked this page at a DPI oh. of 130 instead of 300. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, always make sure that you check your DPI before you start working. Uh, otherwise you have to do it again yeah. mm-hmm. so so as one who doesn't know explain to me how you can accidentally ink at 130 dpi instead of 300 dpi how how does how does a mistake like that happen yeah how does a mistake like that happen <laughs> <laughs> um well if your name is rebecca winslow it's very easy to happen because you just get caught up in like wanting to start a project so fast like just get into it that uh you uh overlook uh the dpi i made sure it was at 11 by 17 so for the dpi that i uh i made myself post-it notes (laughs) i remember um i deleted all the other ways like uh if you go into like if you see this little plus button up here, right. I did everything else. So the only canvas I have is 11 by 17. That's at a DPI of 300. So I will not make that mistake again. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes you get the pencils, they come in and, and when you're setting it up to start inking, you don't realize that maybe 
they were scanned at a wrong size or whatever. And then you just pull them up and start inking. And then you realize, you know, I didn't fix it. Double you know? check. Yeah. yeah. I didn't double check and you just what start inking. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so what you're saying, if I'm hearing correctly, Tommy, you're saying that it's possible that the pencil scan that she had could have been 72 DPI. Could have been, could have or, been. Or, or 130. Um, I think is what she said. Yeah, it could. Yeah, very well. Yeah, usually when I when I do my stuff, I, I all the digital things, I leave the you know I have like a uh, a uh, a default page that I set up, and I pull the pencils into it, and then I start saving, and then I rename that, and then just so that way I I I try to make sure I keep the resolution the right size and stuff. But Kablam that's probably what really happened. Kablam has some really good templates on their site. Oh yeah, yeah, we should do. <laughs> 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 yeah, good plug there, Curtis. Curtis remembers that. I'm trying. I'm still trying to get a sponsor here. <laughs> yeah. So okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about this project. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's. I think it's another one that that uh, that, that fans are going to like. Uh, I, I I love. Um, this is a spinoff from Sid Williams' Scary Book, and um, I was a huge fan of the Scary Book. And so to, to be able to see more, I think Sid does a, an awesome job. Uh, he, he's a horror novelist, but this is a, there's a lot of humor in this, and I think Sid does an awesome job in this. Um, so, okay, so big news of the week. DC, big news, big news yeah. Big news is DC fires uh, Diamond. Oh, yeah, that's what mm. I would, yeah, they sure yeah. did. I mean, that's not the topic of tonight, but I figure we cannot have a stream and, and not address that just a, a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't understand what, why people, tell me, I, I, I tried to read up a little bit about it. I don't understand why people are so, or so or the, the, the comic shops are so upset about it. Explain to me why they're so upset. They're just going to get their books from someplace else, but why are they so upset? It's added cost. That's another shipment they got to pay for, you know, instead of getting everything from Diamond. You know, despite the fact that all they do is complain about Diamond, at least until yeah, that's true. Know, this wait, 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 wait. Uh, there's not an added shipment though. Well, yeah, you're, you're, just, you're, you're, you're paying Diamond to get the books, and then you're going to pay this new company to no. pay the books too. I mean, isn't that no, basically? No, no. I, I, I believe I'm not going to. You know, that's not a hill I'm going to die on. But I believe you're wrong in that. I, I believe that there's just no Diamond. And 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 these comic shops but are they're, now they're paying gonna, for diamond for like mouth. They gotta get them shipped from somewhere. You know, I getting, see what you're saying. I, I see yeah, they're, saying. they're still they, having to pay. You know, DC's only got one distributor, but you know, diamond still got Dark Horse and Image gotcha. and Boom. So those are two different charges. So those you know those guys have to but pay they, two different things. Yeah, but they're for for now. This is just me talking out my my rear. The, the shop owner people that I know have their the books when they come from Diamond are coming from UPS. That's the shipping is based off of weight. Mm-hmm. So how is that going to be? They're still paying for the same amount of weight. It's just coming from different. Oh well, yeah, that's a good point. Different bo- yeah, so well, that's, that's the reason. But, you know, but they're upset. There's a lot of folks I was reading that they're just uh, this is the end of the comics. Comic book. Mm-hmm. We're never going to have DC books ever again. And I'm like, why? I just don't understand why. So yeah. basically, the, you're saying that there was a monopoly. They've broken the monopoly, and now they they want the monopoly back. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You is know, that, this is, this, is this yeah. the train of I thought? Don't know. I don't know. That's why I was y'all, y'all explain it to me. I don't. Aaron, understand. are you old enough to remember the breakup of Ma Bell? <laughs> Do you, no, <laughs> serious, that's a serious question. Are you old enough to remember that? 
No, I don't think I remember that. You remember that, don't you, Tommy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, After it happened, everyone was yelling for Ma Bell to come back because the the phone service there for a brief period of time was terrible. It was horrible. But because it was everything was, I can't, it's not Ma Bell. What was it just called? Bell? AT&T. No, this is before, before then. But then, what was the AT&T broke up once for? That's, I don't, you know what? I don't know. It just used to be, I don't know, Bell is all I can remember. But when they broke that up, you AT&T was a long distance service. You had to have a service, a long distance service. Yeah, you had like a local thing. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. And then they and then they busted it up into all the different. They basically busted the monopoly, and so then you had the regional bells. That's why Tommy, we were on Bell South, mm-hmm. right? Because we were that yeah. part of the, the region of it. Yeah. But but everyone was complaining because of the the phone systems after the bust up of the monopoly, it was terrible. Now eventually it kind of yeah. righted yeah. itself, but but it, it was bad for a couple of years. And so. We used to pay are, a lot of money in long distance. Are the shop owners thinking that it's just going to mess up their supply of books? I mean, what have you read? Because that's, you know, this I'm is kind of new. I'm going to wait and let someone else chime in, but I, I think I know why. I haven't, well, I haven't read anything, but I did see a, a hashtag from, and it might have been Mahai Comics. I had something like hashtag DC sucks. It was like a sale. Yeah. yeah I don't know if that was yeah, a joke off, yeah. or if that was real. And I was Italy. like... Yeah, I was like, that's that's a little harsh, man. I mean, I don't know. All the big, uh, all the big guys, you know, Maha Comics and Golden Apple and and Brian Hibbs, all those guys are very anti this. You know, they're they're everything that uh, I've kind of kind of scanned over is, you know, the shipping, uh, just the the pain in the butt of having to do two different, you know, things instead of having one thing. Which is, I guess, I think it's funny because before all this happened, I don't know. Anybody that didn't complain about Diamond, between the conditions of the book and, and you know returns, the shipments that the stores would get it and returns and shipping, yeah. trying short, to get a book shorting. on time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and what about before you know Diamond became the one place? You know, they were getting books from different, like you remember Capital and all that kind of stuff. Right. The other distributors yeah. and they were most of the shops I knew were ordering you know double dipping, triple dipping. They were getting stuff from all over the place, so. I don't want to say anything because people are are watching this, but I just don't know. I don't know. People are watching this going, "Well, I know what's going on." I don't know. And I'm, maybe I yeah. just maybe I should. I don't know. I just, I just read the headline. That was it. I read the headline, yeah. and I have yeah. yet to dive into what it means and the ramifications. I just saw it, and I was like, "Oh." No, I just yeah. I read. I looked. Uh, what was it? Late last night, early this morning. What it was for about an hour or two, and it was nothing but just. This is terrible. This is bad. I'm never. We're never. Yeah. We're never going to get any more of the. Not that they don't want to order the books. Yeah. It's like we're just not going to be able to get them anymore. And I'm like, I don't understand why not. Nobody's explaining yeah. why they're not going to be able to get the book. I should have called. Were, I got well, they went with a different distributor. Uh, after Diamond shut down during COVID, they went with a different distributor. Yes, and I take I it guess, that's the one they went with and yeah, then left Diamond. Like and yeah, I, mean, I just assume like okay that seems like an obvious like move i mean if they were going to the different distributors setting up then it didn't it just made sense that dc would just be like oh well we'll just we'll just go with these guys because you know diamond's getting back in their feet like they made a preliminary move and they decided to stick with their move towards i i can i don't know the name of the new distributor i heard it before i forgot the name i forgot well, there's two I can't remember it, but the, I think the other reason that the retailer or, or those big guys are, are mad is because the new distributors are retailers. 
because they're yeah, really mid, they're true, really too. midtown comics and uh, the discount. Uh, but they're stores. but they're, it's not like they're a, a retailer in their city. So what true, does right. it matter? What is, yeah, what does I it agree. Really well, I think it's I think it's because um, all right, Roland knows. All right, Roland, no, tell us, Daddy. I, 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 I know. I think, Roland's like, quiet. I will tell you all. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I wanted to hear the discussion first. I, yeah. I have obviously, you know, I, you, you kind of got to keep up with a little bit of this, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna go make comics and get them yeah. out there, um, and I there's been so much on it. I, I haven't, I, you know, I haven't read everything, but um, it, part of the it is it is because they are the two new distributors are comic shops. But it's also because they they sell comics online, right? And so mm. the, the concern is all these other comic shops that are going to order from them are going to be getting the same discount as the customers. And so their concern is that that how can I compete with you when you're selling to your customer at the same price you're selling to me? Because I can't sell at that price. I then have to tack on my charges, right? right. My upcharge to sell to to my customer base so why would my customer base come to me when they can just go to you and buy online from you cheaper so basically I, they're undercutting all the shops by being a distributor. that's that's the fear i i don't know yeah. that i i don't know that i've ever seen the reality to that but that is the yeah. fear is that that yeah i, I could i could see that i mean yeah, i can me see if anything i could see you know some of those people may be strong i mean other comic shops and uh you know comic shops seem to be so tenuous anyways in their business that you know they don't need anything else really affecting them you know so, yeah so we got we have several several folks are watching us here uh online hello to everyone who's uh posting on there um sid said uh he read about the deal where uh, the two companies uh two distributors for uh, dc so uh what he's saying is that uh if you want to buy comic books you're going to have to to order through one of these new distributors and if you want to buy uh, trade paperbacks and graphic novels, you're going to have to order through a different distributor. So, so they're concerned that they don't have one place to go to for DC product. They have two places that they've got to go to. Well, that's uh, kind of kind of knuckleheaded. They, it, yeah. it is. Yeah, it it, it is. Uh, I, I agree, and I'm not sure. But you know, I, I think there's a lot of folks who do that already because, uh, and I can't remember the publisher. I, I'm sorry, the distributor. I, I apologize for that. Uh, if someone on the street on the stream can remember, um, yeah. And then Wubba says, uh, you know, the industry's been begging for the end of time and uh, stranglehold, and now that yeah, they're acting like it's the end of the end of times. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so um, so yeah, uh, Tim Tim TK says uh, a bunch of indie publishers have a, po a positive reaction, which is kind of my reaction. My reaction is kind of like, hey, th I think this is good because this could help ultimately can help Silverline because um, for Silverline to get into comic shops right now, we have to, or, or, or with the diamond model, right? We have to go through the gatekeeper that is diamond hmm. uh, now because we've got, you know, some longtime industry folks and because we still have uh, connections with diamond, I feel pretty good about our chances, but still, there is a possibility that Diamond can just say, no, we don't want to carry any Silverline titles because we just, you know, we don't want to add the extra work. They could do that. So then what are we going to do? How, how are we, what are our options? Well, I, you know, from my perspective, having other distribution options are really good because now yeah. we, we've got two different distributors that, that can possibly be a, a, a source. Way to get your books out. Right. Yeah. yeah way to get Silverline titles out. 
So yeah, it, it's hard for me to see this as a, as a negative because as, as Tommy, as you mentioned, I remember the day when we had a dozen uh, distributors yeah. and, and, you know, competition is good. You know, I just, yeah, I, I think, I think competition is good. You know, I, I kind of think it's like you're, even though, you know, we have an Amazon that you can go buy pretty much all your stuff. Don't you still run to Walmart every now and again and get all your, you go get, you know, I think they're still going to, they may get their stuff online, but they're still going to go to their store. You know, this yeah. the comic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's an interesting thing is because it's like, if people are concerned about the online component, people, uh, being competition for them that releases a lot to confidence as far as the local comic book shop i mean have things transitioned that far online that that would be such a big concern for the local shop you know i'm just asking yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know you know if i i really wish i would have thought if, if you would have told me that this was where you were wanting to go you know i know a, <laughs> a, a, a guy that owns a shop that uh the, uh, one of the bigger shops in, in biloxi i could have called and find out what he thought about it and i would have had yeah. some more insight, but uh, so I apologize for not having that. Oh, I, that's okay. The information. Yeah, that, that's all right. It's all good. I, this is just kind of you know, this is kind of for us to kick around. Uh, yeah. Anyway, to, uh, I I don't know that we're going to uh, even with that information. I don't know that uh, uh, we can resolve it. Pete, what what about uh, what about across the pond? What uh, how, how does this how does this affect uh, distribution over there or, or at all? Or do you know? Uh, well, actually, when I when I got back, I went to my local comic shop because I hadn't been there in three years. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> I'd come in and I'm back and I'm ready to buy again. Um, and he was saying that they don't know how this affects anything outside to the US because ditching Diamond tend to be, seem to be the only ones with the global distribution. Um, yeah. It's Diamond over here, it's Diamond everywhere else. But the new um, distributors they seem to be going with tend to be oh it seems to be um um midtown and yeah. someone else and midtown have no presence here oh. um, how do they how do they plan on distributing outside of the u.s that's interesting um, so i think i think i read today that they've dc have approached penguin random house right yeah so I, penguin I obviously are, are massive here so i'm guessing if they use penguin then penguin have got the global reach um but I'll well, bet that's for trades and not for the floppies. Could be. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, so can, I can't see Penguin. I, I could be wrong, but I, I can't see Penguin uh, uh, distributing uh, floppies. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, again, I could be wrong. I don't know. I think that's what they announced is that it is Penguin will be doing the, the graphing. I was mentioning it's at UCS is what it's called. We'll be doing the floppies. And this is, this is in the UK, Curtis? Uh, I'm not too sure where, where specifically, but I, I, I heard Penguin mention just the graphic novel. But yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So he, yeah, don't I, we don't know. He didn't know. He was um, didn't know what they were going to do. So yeah, I guess it's a wait and see. I, I think there's a lot of that. I, I think that um, I, I you know I, I I like to tell folks you know when I was younger I got in uh, at, or I I became kind of more aware of of the comic community at, at large in the late 70s early 80s basically mm. you know when i could start driving um 
and I could I could go get out to comic shops. I didn't realize at the time that that the comic industry was you know experiencing a big revolutionary change from you know exclusive newsstand distribution to comic shops. I didn't know because I, they just popped up and there was my comic shop and I could go to them right. But but that was a period uh, of cha- massive change for the comic book industry. I, I, I was in the industry then when we saw. Um, Curtis was as well when we saw the death of the newsstand, which was in the was in the early '90s. You know, the, the newsstand just completely died as far as comic distribution goes. And I, I think um, I think that we're on right right now. I think we're on we're we're in another one of those changes. I don't know what that change is going to be. I don't think if you had asked someone, you know, back when that change has happened, if they could have answered you either. But I do think that we're in the midst of, of a change in the industry uh, as far as distribution goes. And, and, you know, of course, you know, anyone who knows me knows that I'm the eternal optimist. So I can't help but think that, 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 you know, on the opposite, when we, when we come out of this on the opposite side, it's going to be, is going to be good for us. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. More more possibilities to distribute your comic, the better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Monopoly's never been a good thing, but Diamond have got away with it for so long that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And people hate change. Yes, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. All right, so the, now, now what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about the uh, um, crowdfunding. Okay, so uh, and this is not a specific one thing about crowdfunding. I just kind of want to cover it all. We've just come off a successful uh, Kickstarter campaign for the first uh, uh, Silverline double feature, which had uh, Divinity number one and Twilight Grimm number one. There are a lot of things about crowdfunders, and I just really want to kind of toss out some of the. the, the I guess my first question would be um, for Murderers Row here. What thing do you absolutely love about crowdfunding campaigns and what do you not love so much? I, I don't want to use the word hate. I don't like that word, but what, what word do you not love so much about crowdfunders? So jump in. He talked um, to you from like, I, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Honestly, no, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's great. I mean, it's a great opportunity for the readers, a great opportunity for creators. And it's, it's kind of all about, you know, tell me a story, you know, I mean, there's the opportunity for all these different people with different views, different skill sets to kind of tell a story that's different um, than what's out there. And also, to be honest, I think sometimes we, we harken back to kind of classic storytelling concepts, which is kind of something that's been missing of late. And so there's the opportunity to hear stories that you wanted to hear and you haven't heard for a while. So I think crowdfunding is, is, is great to give you those options. That's my thought on it. Yeah. Cool. That's usually yeah. what, I, what I see. I don't know. I, I like the Ready diversity. Uh, the the various amounts of books that you can find through crowdfunding. Um, so it's not like, I mean, you know, like Marvel and Dark Horse, but they have a certain sort of like tone or look to their books. And crowdfunding, you just get so many different things. So, yeah, that's what I like at least. Yeah. So 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 you like that you give a variety. Yeah, just all yeah. sorts of genres and, and different art and all that stuff. Now, did you did you crowdfund uh, Godlings at all? No, I okay. have right now. I am just printing them. I actually just got. Uh, I have seven issues printed, so that's exciting for me. Now, I actually, like spread out all seven issues. Like, look, it's getting complete. So it's kind of exciting. But I do plan to, when it's finally finished, just maybe start crowdfunding. Do that. I want to finish the series first before I start jumping to anything else. 
Now, you know, we've got a really good relationship with a printer. Who do you use? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. I don't mean to put you on the spot there. <laughs> hey, listen. I, I always got to fly the flag of my buddies, though. Oh yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what about it, Mike? What do you think? I like the direct content with the uh, the creator. I, I think it's a great way of if you've got a project and you want to get it out there and you're asking for a little bit of support. I think it's great because. You know, the person who supports it feels like they're along with the ride. You know, they're helping out a good project, a passion project, possibly a dream project. And I, you know, I think that's what the best part about it is. I think you get a, a little piece of the, the ride, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like about crowdfunding. That's why I try to support it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know you, you are a crowdfunding supporter. Now, uh, Man in the Mask has not been crowdfunded, right? No. I've I know, done it all I know the last. I know that last time we were in, uh, last time I was in, Tommy and I think we're in Pikeville. I think uh, I think we talked a little bit about it, didn't you? Say you had kind of mulled it over some, it. thought about yeah, it. I mulled it over, but you know, I, man, the mask is something I'm kind of doing, and and just the kind of little cracks of my day, and and I don't really, you know, if I had like more of a, a, a sit down spot to be able just to keep creating, maybe yeah. crowdfunding was something I'd want to do, but and. That's kind of the reason that I'm, I'm kind of heading toward, you know, digital comics, you know, that, that will allow me to get a little more out there. And then maybe yeah. when I have enough content, maybe crowdfund a trade, mm-hmm. maybe. But as far as individual issues, that's something I haven't really wanted to entertain. I, I just get them done when I can. And then, you know, that's kind of what's worked for me so far. That's my take, too. When I when I kickstart Goblins, I want to do it in trades. The Kickstarter yeah. will be for the trades. It'll be three trades. I don't want to try for one trade of all 12 issues but we'll see how that goes but i'd rather do trades the single issue just because if it's 12 issues long i didn't want to think about 12 kickstarters so we'll exactly, start combining yeah. those together yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 well i i will say this um i think that i, I think there is some advantage in doing a trade over over the floppies um i i think that um and, and partly that's why I think I, you know, I, I got to insist that with for Silverline we continue to have the books uh, finished. Um, but I think that I think that fans are willing to plop down a slightly larger dollar amount uh, for the for the reasons that, that you know Mike touched on is that they feel they're 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 along for the ride. They're with you. They want to contribute. They want to be able to see this this come to fruition. And and if they get something bigger. Uh, that's nicer than just a well, I, you know, I got a, you know, I got a sixty-page graphic novel as, as opposed to a twenty-two-page floppy, um, and, and and yeah. So my the for for me for my my the way I look at it, the part of uh, part of the problem in us crowdfunding trades from the onset is that uh, because of the Silverline model, that means that we've got to finish. You know, I don't know. Let's just say uh, four. I can't do math, so someone help me here. Uh, four issues times twenty-two pages is what? Yeah, Becca looks at me. Yeah, I can't do math either. Thanks. About 80, 100. 80, 80, about hundred. Yeah, eighty-eight about 100 pages. pages. So yeah, yeah. You, you're you're looking at you're looking at like eighty-eight pages. That's a big that's a big investment for for creators to put in without uh, a, a a real knowledge of any kind of return. Well, so, at Silverline, we're trying to get where you're wanting to put the books up that are done. A lot of the Kickstarter stuff, 
is people trying to get money to help them fund yes them to create the book you know the book's not done you're helping them pay you're basically paying them to do the book so it's right kind of, you're doing a different model so it's yeah. two different yeah two different things there yeah yeah and and, and i think that's what you know i like yours better yours is much better oh, yeah, i don't yeah. know how many things i hadn't got well know, and, from... yeah that's my pet peeve on, on crowdfunding the uh yeah, please help us. Give us the time and the money to be able to create it, and then year, you do. two and years. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, dude, you we we help fund your project, and you're off doing other projects. When you know, I was supposed to be helping you on this one. It's like you just and then don't now get you're results asking for out more money for another project. And exactly, didn't, I didn't. I give you money for that one, and you didn't uh -huh. actually give me yeah. the book. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the things is uh, I had seen that, you know, I, I'd seen so many uh, fans uh, complaining about that. And I'm like, you know, I don't want that, you know, I don't want that to be Silverline. I don't want that to be us. I don't want it, uh, you know, a year down the road, people going, well, I still don't have my Silverline book. And, you know, I gave them my 12 bucks or my, you know, my 25 bucks or my 60, whatever it is. I don't want to see people complaining about that. And so that was kind of when the, the decision early on was made, okay, we, we have to be done when we kickstart so that we can mm. um uh so hold on i gotta send brett a, a code real quick i, I think oh, i think okay. that really builds up a lot of trust between the you know Silverline as a you know content creator and the customers i mean the fact that they know when they're putting their money down they're gonna get it and they get it shortly thereafter it's just such a different relationship between creator and consumer and it's really out there. And I think yes. people appreciate it. Well, I, I know a lot of uh, uh, Kickstarter folks that are basically having to fund, you know, you're, you're paying for the next car Kickstarter to pay for the previous one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's like, you know, they, they, they spent all the money. They spent the money on something yeah. and, and didn't actually get the books out or whatever. I'm, I'm talking about comic book stuff, you know, not you know, gadgets right. and right, other right, items, right. but we're yeah. just talking comic stuff. But uh, I'm sure it probably happens on hardware and stuff. Pretty much all of the, the computer stuff that I've bought are, you know, y'all may not know I'm into magic stuff. So yeah. I've, I've got a lot of magic things that, Brett, but they're all kind of the same, you know, you, 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 you know, unless they're done, you don't know if you're going to actually get it. So, so your way of doing it is, I think is, is really good. Yes, right, I mean, be, I think, I think it's like We've invested in the book before they've invested. We've invested creating it, yeah. putting it together. So we have confidence in the product and we're showing it because we've already done the bulk of the investment. All we right. have to do is invest their, their funds to go ahead and finish the last regular. But we've done the investment already. That's, that's a yeah. huge difference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Pete, share your screen. Me? Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, and that, that's one of the things that um, – uh brett said we're getting a little bit of internet issues uh thanks to our weather here so um hopefully uh we'll still be we'll still be rocking and rolling and good to go um nice nice yeah <laughs> nice. Do, you want, do you want to see all the all the various layers it takes, sure. takes well you so. you just we'll, we'll keep uh you show what you're you're, you're comfortable showing we're just going to keep having a conversation here and and as folks are watching uh if they you know y'all help me watch the the, the chats if they ask for something uh, particular, we'll we'll ask you. And uh, uh, yeah, just uh, I, I tell uh, you. All right, stuff. so uh, so there's a couple of um, 
couple of uh, chat uh, messages here. Uh, let me make sure I don't skip any of them. Uh, Eric said, I think it allows someone to get their book out when otherwise it could not do to not being financially able, to which I absolutely 100% uh, agree with that because, um, you know, I remember back in the, in the late 90s when, you know, I had to fork out a couple thousand dollars to get oh, a yeah. thousand, thousand books printed you know, or 3000 books printed because that was the minimum uh, press run. And, and you were, you know, you weren't guaranteed to sell any of those. Now I, this was, you know, I did move some through the, the distributor channels. So I, I knew how many I was going to move before I went to press. Uh, but I will say that, 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 you know, I moved considerably fewer in 2001 than I moved in, in, in 97. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a, particularly with print on demand, like Kablam, this is able, you're able to say, Hey, we've got 200 backers. I need 200 books and, and your money goes to fund those 200 books. You don't have to worry about uh, coming up with the money to print a thousand copies. And I think that's nice. Uh, Oven, who is a, a dear, dear, dear friend to Silverline says he prefers the single issues because of how fun it is to collect them. He'd honestly rather have three variants of, <laughs> three variants of cat and mouse one through four so uh 12 and all then then the trade which has one through four um and you know i i can certainly confirm that oven likes this because he was the supporter of the kickstarter and then when i saw him at the the, uh, uh, the local comic shop who supported us um uh trouble's little sister uh oven bought uh, the other cover he's like i'm like oven you already have this book he says yes i know but i don't have this cover so he bought that and and got the full run of all the the, the covers mark fenton hey mark how are you um mark said for him the kickstarter money went to printing and shipping um and, and yeah i think that's what what most people i think this is what most supporters of kickstarters want to see happen i think part of the problem with a lot of the indiegogos um is that uh as Tommy was saying earlier, is like I'm raising money to pay for my last thing, and because I spent all the money, and now I got to have new money to pay for this, and I, and I think that kind of uh, chaffs a, a little bit um, for for fans. Well, I'm Jacob not saying that said, that happens every time, but no, 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 no. We, we do know of some folks where that's you know been yeah. an issue. Yeah. Well, and I think it's been an issue enough that fans are wary of that, and so it's been an issue of, uh, enough so that when someone like us come along and they're and like, well, that it's done. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. Well, so, because they would look at us and they say, well, I don't know who these silver line fellows are. You know, I don't, yeah. You know, Tommy's been in the, in the business 30 years, but I don't still really, I'm not really familiar with him. So, but if they see the book is done, then that gives them the confidence. Okay. Well, well at least it's done. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's going to get it. Yeah. Uh, Jacob had asked who's inking on the screen right now. And so Jacob, just before uh, Pete popped up with the Miss Fury, uh, that was uh, Thomas Flormonti who was inking. Uh, and Tommy, you were inking. I didn't even see what you were this inking. This was issue, uh, this is the part of Trump's. This okay. is Thomas's. You had, uh, you had talked about inking something different. And... Yeah, I'm going to pull that up. It was just on the screen when I flipped it. I'm like, okay. oh, I got to start getting to work on something. <laughs> yeah, so Jacob, that was uh, that was Thomas Flormonti inking that, and he was inking uh, uh, Trump's um, part of um, one of yeah. the new books we're going to crowdfund probably around uh, September. September. Uh, and Jose oh, and Fuente really said, look at good, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so I, I kind of uh, uh, I kind of jumped on it a little bit, uh, stepped on my my own lines here. Is one of the things I was going to ask you is um, what's the what's what's the single most frustrating thing to you about crowdfunding? And, and this is going to be a two two pointer. Uh, the first one is from a from a fan's perspective. What what frustrates you as someone who supports a Kickstarter or or an Indiegogo? And then what frustrates you or or, or what? Yeah, what frustrates you as a creator of crowdfunders? And and Peter, I realize that you know there's not a whole lot of experience there, but mm-hmm. you've already you, you certainly you know you're not you're in tune enough with the uh, the industry enough to know. And I know Aaron, you said you hadn't uh, done Godlings yet. No, uh, not but, yet. But you're familiar enough with it to you, you've got some opinions, or you can even yeah. think about what might frustrate you. I have I've, I had some friends that have kickstarted their stuff, and I've talked to him a lot about going through um stuff and I, I know one of the things that he was hoping he you know the idea one of his ideas kickstarter is to build an audience get new readers yeah. in but he was kind of he made his last kickstarter but he kind of was a little dismayed that it was the same people from before and he wasn't yeah. really bringing in new readers and i was like ah, that is and that's one of the reasons why i'm looking at kickstarter is i want to expand my audience um and if that doesn't really expand it then I'm, I'm trying to think of like other ways or maybe, or maybe think of ways on Kickstarter to expand the audience. Yeah. So, yeah. Hi, Larry. I'm, I just see, I, I can, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, Aaron. No, no, no. I Go just ahead. spotted that, that there's a way that I can see here when, when people have joined. So I'm looking, Hey, Will, Hey, Anthony. Hey, Anthony. Uh, uh, hey, Alex. Alex, she is here. So I'm gonna try to say hi as people join. So y'all just ignore me if you hear if you hear me say that. I'm just greeting. <laughs> I'm just greeting people as they come into the stream. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So so you're looking at it as a way to expand expand your your audience. Yeah. Right. Expand readers. And I instead of doing a Kickstarter, decided to do a webtoons. Mm. But webtoons is very hard because my comic is the webtoons is very anime. My comic's yeah. not really anime. And I've even tried to find more web hosting sites for western audiences like superhero and there's not many and so because everybody says like well you got to build an audience before you kickstart and like well i'm trying to build my audience before i jump in and kickstart because there's no audience and so trying to do this huge circle yeah it's hard (laughs) it's hard it's definitely hard yeah you're trying to figure out where to go with it and how do you get an audience and right sometimes you gotta take i mean i'm I'm with you on that it's like you know you just went to you just went digital did you mike yeah, I'm one. That's uh, one thing is when I was talking about the time wise, you know, as far as you know, that's the thing. You know, going back to the topic of the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. uh, the one uh, the thing that's kind of uh, wanted me to keep away from it right now is just the time factor because you know, as you know, as you just got off of it, it's a lot of time trying yeah. to you know get that get your goal every day, and you know, I, I'm just in it for the creation. I, you know, I like right. making stories, I like whatever, and 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 that's the reason I decided on the on the digital that allows me to. You know, I can update it when I can. You know, it helps build the audience. People can kind of, there's no risk, you know, yeah. take a look at it, see if it's something they're interested in. And once it's there, I mean, there's a lot of people that have done, you know, pretty decent on building an audience with, with yeah. web comics. And, you know, I, I looked at Webtoons, and I, I, that's not really my format. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't really. I tried. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, was just, I was just saying, just as far as breaking mine down into, into that Webtoon format of vertical, I love it. As just for myself, I just don't really see presenting my stuff in that manner. Because I want to do everything I do, I want to eventually print. Right. And I actually just post my printed pages. I don't break it down, which could be reason why I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't have a lot of traction 
Um, and but again, trying to find it's it's really I've noticed like a lot of people who like webtoons, it's either humorous strips or anime. Yeah. And again, I'm trying to find like well, people who like superhero Western comics, like where do they go? And it's really hard to find. And I don't know how many web comics they read. So again, that's the thing is mine kind of borders a little bit of anime, but more towards Western more like cartoon. So it's like, well, it seems every time I sort of conventions to do better at conventions with American audiences than like with anime fans. And it's like, yeah, but is there any place I can host that to get that in front of more of a Western audience? You might be more into it than, um, an audience that's more in the anime and certain types of anime that may not click with them. And it's hard. It's like, what do you host this thing? Because I, mean, I use Webtoon just because I had a whole built-in audience. But just because yeah. of the built-in audience doesn't mean they're going to come to your comic. There's a, mm. thousands of comics on oh there. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's unreal. So, yeah, it's that's the hardest thing for me. And I don't take it a dismay that I don't have a huge audience. But I have noticed that a lot of Western comics use Kickstarter as a sort of like, instead of doing web comics, they kickstart and do more. That seems to be more the Western format of getting comics out to people. Yeah. They still think so many people are collectors and want that physical book instead of reading it online. Well, you know, one of the kings at doing this was, um, oh, shoot. I, his name was right there, and then I started talking. <laughs> uh, Phil Foglio, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Danger Girl. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he's certainly one of the, the, uh, the models of what you're, what you're talking about because yeah. he, he released danger girl, a couple of pages a week, uh, on his website. And at the end of the year, he collected all of the pages up and, and released them as a trade. Are you talking, are you, is it danger? Or are you talking about girl genius? I'm sorry. Yeah. Girl, ge- yeah. you're girl genius. You're, you're right. Yeah, you're that's right. right. Yeah. Cause I was thinking yeah. like, maybe it's not right. But yeah, I understand no. what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's one thing I thought about doing too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, building your audience, it's just, you know, the internet is great because you're able to get it for so many people. But the Catch-22 is so many people able to do this that it's like a whole flood of people out there. They're trying to find yeah. your niche people who want to read your stuff. Because I, I looked at your stuff, Mike, and that was cool. But I couldn't figure out, was it a webcomic or could I buy it? I wasn't quite figuring out on some of the sites, but I really liked what I saw of your stuff. I saw your shirt. And I'm like, oh, you're the guy that does the yeah. the guy in the mask, the man in the mask. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so his his property preceded his face, right? Yes, it did. Yeah. For yeah. me, yes. I saw, yeah. I recognized your shirt right away. And saw oh, that's it. a good thing. That's it is a good, good thing. thing. It is a very good yes, thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you want people to, I mean, that's the thing, the, the, the one thing about us is that, we, you know, we're not we're not the the media celebrities, but we want our properties, our comics right. to be the the celebrity, right? Aaron, are you drawing? I am, but I'm drawing okay. on paper, so I can show oh. it to the camera, but I can't share a screen. It's paper. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, hey Brett, you wanna Brett? Brett says the best way for me to do it is just I keep him in the own timer here, and I'm just gonna tell him to swap. So uh, Becca, share. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep my five minute timer here going. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so here's one of the things that I toss out uh, to consideration is, um, you know, part of the problem. And, and Tommy, you might jump on here with uh, when we're talking about digital comics because there are a lot of free digital comics on Indie Planet, right? Now, Comicsology yeah. also offers a lot of free, and I notice a lot more free ones now that everybody's in lockdown. Um, I know you can't give specific numbers, but uh, to, to to titles, but what kind of, of numbers do you see uh, people collect those those free comics uh, from Indie Planet? 
a lot. They, they, they go get them a lot because there's a bunch of them up there. So um, uh, if you go to IndiePlanet.com, there and one of the little drop downs you can hit free and you'll browse see that there, free. There's, yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. hundreds of them up there, and there's people that we we notice the same names um, uh, of the same people that just that's they're just going up there grabbing the free stuff all the time. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the numbers are, but the, yeah. the it, it is pretty. It's a lot. But you know, those free books are also leads people into getting. I mean, they if you if you have a series, you know, a four issue arc, ten issue arc, whatever it is, and you just throw a couple of them up, then you know, and then the rest of them are printed versions. We usually get the sales, the you know, the sell through right of the of yeah. the printed stuff. So um, yeah, you got to put the you got to get people looking at it and figure out who you are, and then uh, and then hit them up with the. Uh, you know, the printed versions yeah and i i think that's something that that will uh as we add more issues uh for silverline something we'll have to kind of take into consideration do we want to offer uh our first issues for free yeah like uh, once once the cat and mouse the 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 four issues get done you may have the first one free yep Did and you then for- you want to read the rest of it you you know you got to get the you trade or buy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of uh, comics who do that, but this kind of goes back to, to kind of my thinking about the webtoons, is uh, and, and I use webtoons kind of as a as a general tune for web comics, right? Is it that you know how do you really generate income from a webtoon? It's 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 almost impossible. Webtoons has well, I've, I've used webtoons specifically. They have a featured web comic if they like your comic enough. Uh, they will pay you to make it. Uh, but Webtoons is owned by a Korean company, so they're very, you know, um, I don't know how well, like a lot of people say, their uh, timetable to make a comic is much more intense than an American timetable because they make manga and stuff. And so, but as far as generating income, it's almost impossible unless you do like a Kickstarter. Again, I've seen lots of people who generate the audience like Mike would, would you know, is trying to do you know, same thing. And then the audience, when you put up the Kickstarter to like, Hey, you want to like a physical copy of book, hopefully they will come buy your book. And that's what you're trying to do. And it doesn't always work out. Um, the best thing, the hardest thing to do is just to get eyes on your book to get people interested. I mean, and the hardest thing is to get people to read it. I mean, people can flip through a comic. I go through a store and flip through it and I, I could have flipped through tons of comics. I'm like, eh, okay, but they could have been amazing. And I wouldn't know because I didn't read it. So at least right. online comics give you a chance to read a little bit of it and see if you like it. But then again, it's really hard to get people to actually read your stuff. The more options to look at it. <laughs> yeah. there, there's yeah. other services out there like, uh, you know, your, your Patreon places exactly. like sure. this. Yeah. yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, people do yeah. that. Too, and then, you know, you know and, and, yeah, we've got a, a book that we, you know, they, that we print for, but it's at Kablam. Um, that it's a, it's strictly Patreon is what he does all the stuff through. And, you know, and he does multiple different covers and all that kind of stuff, but he, you know, he sends the books, you know, they, they get, you're, you're talking about mm-hmm. web cartoons. You know, I think he sends as the pages are done, you know, he sends people copies of the pages, but he also, once it's uh, compiled, you know, the whole issue is done. Then, then part of their Patreon level gives them print copies of the books too. So that's good. Cause that's been my trouble with Patreon is just, 
I've been so busy trying to get my book done that I know Patreon, you have to give certain bonuses to Patreons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to yeah. like yeah. factor in like, well, I'd rather just focus and finish my project first yeah. besides splitting my time up, making a bunch of bonuses for people Patreons. So that's always been my big stop. Well, I think the bonus now. could be the actual page that you're working on. Is Somebody mentioned that it. to me before that it yeah. could be that. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. As simple as a couple of bucks, you know, a dollar, a dollar, a a week, a dollar a month, whatever the different ones are. There's, yeah. there's all kind of different people are doing all kind of different stuff. Yeah. yeah. Strangely yeah. enough, do they? And this is a weird question. Do you know Patreon does Patreons for companies like for ours? That's maybe a dumb question. You know, it's funny that you say that. I I, I can't tell you. Just over the past month, probably since, probably since we were kickstarting yeah. uh, the Divinity stuff, how many people have asked me if Silverline offered a subscription? Um, and, and obviously, huh. you know, we, we don't, um, we don't really, we don't really produce enough yet. Yeah. Right. What would the subscription be? Exactly. Well, well, that's it. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we have, you know, yet, of course, I don't know that we have enough content that we can really justify charging anyone a subscription price for something. You know? Right. Um, these uh, weekly, uh, streams, we could, uh, do <laughs> A Twitch subscription, Brett said, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, for behind-the-scenes content, right? Let them sit in on our board meetings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Brett's talking in my ear. What did he say? Yeah, I can't do yeah, Okay. He said you have to be an affiliate. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. He said you might have to be an affiliate on Twitch. Um, and, you know, we pushed the – the thing about it is we pushed um, YouTube so hard – to get our numbers up and now we can't stream we can't figure out how to stream on youtube uh which is just really oddly strange um live stream you said yeah well it's yeah yeah i meant live stream yeah well the way and the way i've been getting the last couple uh episodes up is i've been um i've been downloading the twitch stream and uploading it then onto uh, youtube youtube yeah so that works and so yeah it's just a pain it is a pain. And sometimes I don't always um, tune in to other people that go live that I know. I'll watch them after the fact. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. because I forget. I'm the same with TV shows. This is why I never watch TV anymore because I can never remember where it's on. I have so much stuff going on. Right. Well, and, and so. that's kind of what we see. We, we see in the numbers, we see that people, uh, we, we don't, you know, our, our live numbers here aren't, uh, aren't huge. They haven't been on Wednesdays. They haven't been huge numbers. But we've been seeing a lot of people coming to, to watch the recorded versions yeah afterwards uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep so uh and, and you know and that's uh, this is something we knew when we started this right we knew that we weren't going to start off with you know 100 people watching us at a time we knew this is something we're gonna we're gonna have to build up and, and yeah. you know the part of it is we got to generate content and this is you know why you know i think it's important that we we always have art up on our stream because when when folks come here they know that they're going to be able to see you know uh, uh an artist doing some arting you know, um, well, everyone just comes to see Becca Inc. I mean, that's oh, yeah. why I come here. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the only reason I show up. So, no, 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 no. We, we, we come here to, to hear Becca pronounce new words. Don't run her off. I know. <laughs> but now that we've got Pete here, we'll have to get him to start pronouncing words for us. <laughs> right? We'll just have him say random words in his accent. Yeah, right. Say this. <laughs> yeah, that was the last three years of my life. Basically. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can I can I envision a whole other uh stream about um 
about what Pete learned about Americans <laughs> being in America. So uh, Wubba says he uh, he watched uh, he watched he listened to us while he draws. Uh, hey Michael, how are you? Glad uh, thanks for joining us. Um, so yeah, I know, but you know, artists can do that. Artists can can yeah. like you guys. You can have a conversation and in in ink and draw at the same time. You oh, can yeah. listen or watch television. I cannot write and listen to uh, a, a conversation at the same time because I'll be focused on what they're saying and I can't write. Oh um, uh, yeah, I can't do that either. So every time I have to write or do any writing in my writing, it, all of it's turned off. Yeah. I turn everything off. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I can listen to music. I heard uh, the other day some. Oh, that's that's actually a good topic here. Music you listen to while you work. Uh, <laughs> I have to write down topics to talk about. Uh, I I can listen to music, but I cannot listen to someone who's talking. Or like I can't watch news. I can't yeah. watch you know that kind of thing because it distracts me. No, I uh, sit in front of the TV and do all my stuff. Even when I was doing yeah. traditional inking, I would sit in front of the TV while it was uh, uh, going at it. I mean, now I'm doing everything on the iPad, but it's, uh, yeah. I'm still sitting in front of the TV. The TV's right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we it's can fun. see the, we can see the glow yeah. on your. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I watching? What am I watching? Well, if you'd actually turn your camera a little bit, we'd see we'd see more of the TV. Yeah. Okay. What are you watching? Oh, um, there you go. A reflection. Yeah. In the yeah. You see oh, the reflection there. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that at my work. I would start. I I I worked at an old studio and I had two screens, and so just because I can only I listen to music, uh, but sometimes I listen to albums and if the music starts repeating the album, okay, I got to turn it off. It's starting to drive me nuts. So I like to listen to narration, something the story while I draw. So I would just put TV up in a little corner. I wouldn't watch it. I mean, I didn't care. All the stuff I'd watch and I'd seen it tons. I'm just listening to the narration. Yeah, but my, yeah, my, exactly. my boss could wrap my head around the fact that I could get my work done while doing this. He just, he just, no, you, you let him watch TV, and I'm like, no, I'm not really. So I eventually just minimized the screen and just listened to it. And then I was like, okay, this is that better. I'm just listening. I don't. I've seen this stuff. I'm just listening to it as a narration device. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, yeah. Tommy. Back to you, Sherry. All right. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna try to be more on top of my uh, my timer here. Um, Kicking Becca off. Yeah, I got it set for five minutes. That may not be long. We'll experiment with it. Um, <laughs> I kicked you off. Sure. <laughs> uh, yes. I'd be curious. You know, you kind of asking this, but I mean, you're kind of at the crux of all of you know all aspects of the crowdfunding what's what what are your hot takes what are your thoughts about you know uh the frustrations the things you enjoy because you have i think the most experience of just about anybody here yeah i mean so as as a um as a as a supporter of kickstarters i, I think it it, it uh, echoes what you guys say uh i i have a i have a hard time today now when i first uh okay now tommy you got to tell us what you're inking now because you pulled out something different yeah, this is show us a big yeah. <gasps> <Ooh. Nice. laughs> that that's the that's a big piece, uh big silver line group shot done by uh Alex Gallimore. Yeah. So who's all the people? Oh my goodness, we're not gonna go through and mention them all. You're gonna put me on the spot. That's champion right there up there front, is. of course. That's right. Right? Yeah. There's the, there's divinity right there. I'm pointing with my mouse like anyone can see it. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of course that's demon right there, you're mm-hmm. circling. Uh, switchblade is just to his uh, lower right. Uh, that is Fry Rush. Uh, that's Switchblade. You're circling there. Yeah. Um, that's Kanoich. 
from uh, Cat and Mouse. That is Kalis right there, uh, Scott. Um, I don't know who this person is. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure who that one is either. I gotta. I think that's Frank. Just, just Frank. It's just Frank. Frank. Yeah. Frank. You guys all know Frank, Frank, right? Yeah. There's Frank. All right, we got Frank. Uh, let's see here. Uh, obviously, I see the ace, uh, an ace right there. There's the ace of yeah, uh, ace of hearts. I think is, is who that is. Um, I'm not that, sure who this that, guy right, is. That's that's Phil. That's Phil from um something big. Oh, yep. He's a detective guy. Uh, I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. Um, so, uh, I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. Oh, this is, um, uh, what's your book? Uh, um, isn't it, um, is not the guy from the Marauder? Oh, that's Marauder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Marauder. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Sid's book. That's Sid's book. Sid's book. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's, uh, that's Pendulum over his uh, just above Cat. And that's Cat right there. You're looking at. That's the Pendulum character right there uh, that you're kind of pointing at. Um, that's Cray that we can see in the very top corner. Who's the barbarian looking thing? Um, okay, but yet no, you can't erase a smiley face. It has to stay on uh, Cat the whole time. <laughs> Uh, and of course, that's uh, yeah, that's Tempest uh, to his uh, <laughs> cat's bottom left as we look at it, uh, and then Silver Silver Dollar over his shoulder. Sniper and Rook are just below uh, Tempest. Sniper and Rook, and then the dude there is um, oh crap, uh, is Alex online? Alex, who is that? Tell me who that is. Uh, uh, <laughs> Alex is supposed to be online. He's not online. Okay, I don't know. Just get back to Inkin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll release a uh, we'll release one of those uh, uh, those pictures that have the numbers with all the, the yeah exactly. Uh, so we yeah, we'll release out. one of those for everybody. Uh, all right. So back to your 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 question, Curtis. Uh, I, I think the thing that that frustrates me most is uh, uh, backing a book. So I, I can tell you this. I don't know if I can get to the Kickstarter fast enough. Um, I I discovered someone told me about Kickstarter several years ago, and I backed a project. I think in 2014. And my internet is a little bit slow here, probably because we're having storms. Um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to tell you. I, I guess I should I should shame the person since. You're gonna get us in big trouble. Well, you know, you, you can't put out a book and, and how, somebody do the math for me. How many uh, how many years ago is that? Uh-huh. 2014? Um, mm. Yeah, I, I got several here that uh, haven't been fulfilled. Um, in case you didn't know, um, I, I'm a super backer. I honestly have no idea what, what it takes to become a super backer other than you just back a lot of projects. Um, and I do back a lot of projects. Um I can't remember, and I'm not going to scroll back up to look. I have backed a whole bunch. So the first project I backed was supposed to be delivered in January of 2014. Oh. I backed, I backed a physical. Uh, shoot, um, stop. Hammer down. Uh, I backed, I backed the physical book by uh, called Birdland by Sean, Shane Matthew Murphy. He got um, 
229 backers and, and 9,000 bucks. His books never shipped. Never, never. shipped. Never. When was this, 2014, you said? 2014. They were supposed to ship January 2014. So the very first project I ever backed is also the oldest one that I'm waiting for. <laughs> Yeah, but it takes a long time to make a comic roll. They're I mean, still come working on, on a roll. <laughs> still working. A 24-page black and white, right? No, sorry. He uh, can't get that face right. He's been working on that face for a <laughs> while. Hands so, are hard. What's that? Hands are hard. Yeah, yeah hands are hard. <laughs> and, and, and bird hands are even harder, right? Oh, yeah. um, they yeah, probably okay. printed it at Kablam, and they didn't, they didn't ship it. So here's another one. I'm not going to mention his name, but uh because he has since passed but oh. here's one that i pledged uh it was supposed to be delivered in august of 2015 uh and he passed i think in 2018 so even three years right no no delivery and i'm you know i'll never get that down because he's no longer with us um but yeah you know there's some there's some books i'm waiting on here for some you know a a list names um, and I just, you know, I, I just don't have it. So I have come to the point in my backing that if the book is not complete, I won't back it. Unless, of course, it's somebody not, I know. If Curtis says, hey, Roland, I'm, I'm doing a, a Kickstarter and, you know, I've got I've got uh, 10 of my 20 pages done. Well, I know Curtis. Curtis is my friend. I'm going to support him. I'm going to back him. But if it's not somebody, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not backing the project if it's not done. I mean, that's just that's just me, uh, because I've been burned way too much. And and uh, you know, I don't I don't mind. Here's the other thing, right? So crowdfunders, you look at them, you go, man, really ten dollars for a, a single comic? You know, that's that's a lot of money. I, I'll I, I can wait and see you at a comic book convention, and I'll give you you know five bucks. Right. Yes, that is a reality. I get that. But I look at this as like, you know what? I don't mind giving you $10 for your crowdfunding book because I know you're going to give me something that you're not going to give the, probably going to give me something that you're not going to give folks at conventions. And I'm giving you this in order to help you do what you're, you're going to do. Right. Um, I get that. I totally understand that a crowdfunded book is going to cost a little bit more than it would cost if I buy it from you uh, at the, at the convention. And I'm okay with that, right? I'm, I'm okay with that. But what I'm not okay is if you do that and you wait three years to deliver. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. You ripped me off. And and so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I hate it because I know there are some people out there who are like, Roland, you shouldn't be so, you shouldn't be so hard. And I'm like, you know, I just, I, I'm waiting on too many books that haven't delivered and so I can't afford to have my money go out there without any kind of return. So, um, do you ever get cautious at number one issues? And this may be more towards the end, maybe a little bit towards the independent comic community, a little bit. But I've seen some comics that I really like, and you can kind of tell, like, when you see, like, oh, this is a great first issue, then you just realize that's probably the only thing you will ever see from them. Mm-hmm. Usually, if I see a first issue, I'm like, I'll watch it. If somebody kickstarts a second issue, I'm more apt to back it and going back and getting the other issue because I know they're committed. Because that's always been my big beef is like, well, if I back and read the first issue, it's going to end in a cliffhanger because it's number one of a series. And if they never continue the story, it's very fresh. That's a personal pet peeve of mine. It's very frustrating. Yeah. It's like, you know, either if you're not going to do a continuous story, either have an ending or do the whole thing. This is sometimes why I kind of like graphic novels a little more. 
I feel like at least I'm getting some sort of arc or something. Yeah. And I don't know if other people like you that know, more. I, I don't mind oh, that. Yeah. I, okay. I mean, I, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind backing it. Because, and I think here's why. Because there's been plenty of, uh, throughout my collecting days, there's been plenty of times I've bought one issue uh, or, you know, two issues, and then the series was canceled. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, you know, okay. uh, uh, and, and this go, you know, this is through, you know, legit publishers. Um, so I, I don't mind that. It's the same kind of frustration that you would experience there. Um, yeah. I can see that. That's a good yeah. point. I didn't think of it that way. I don't know. I've always wanted those. Uh, I mean, there's been a few. I backed uh, one issue for 10 bucks. That was okay. But there's some that are like, you know, here's like. I, I think know. the frustration. I think I think I would rather you know plop, plop down my ten bucks to try out a, a number one issue than to try than to drop down forty or fifty books than to try a graphic novel from somebody I've mm. never heard of. You know, um, that'd be an interesting because I can drop yeah. down my ten dollars and if I like it, I'm coming back. Right? You do another one, I'm coming back. If I if I drop down my fifty, you know, forty or fifty bucks for your trade paper and I, or your graphic novel and I hate it, I ain't buying another one from you. And I, right. I've, I've got a couple like that. <laughs> I've got a couple like, yeah, I'm not, I, 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 I dropped, you know, $45 for your hardcover, uh, 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 graphic novel. Yeah. I'm not right. buying another one from you. I'm sorry. What would you, have you ever seen any with the graphic novel? Cause I know I always thought about that too, how expensive they can be. If somebody say the, the graphic novel collects four issues, which is pretty standard. If yeah. somebody gave a link in the Kickstarter to go read the first issue for free. So you can actually read the first 25 issues. See if you liked it. I've seen, and then I've seen come back. quite a few. That see that to me seems like okay, yeah, I can try it out and see if I like it, and then yep, you know, I, more. I've seen quite a few that way, and I think that is, uh, I think when you're uh, when you're crowdfunding a bigger thing like that, I think that is an excellent idea. Yeah, because then potential backers get to see, oh, here's the entire first issue, or here's you know twenty pages of you know the first twenty pages right. of the graphic novel. See yeah, if you I, like it. Yep. Yeah. See if you like it. I, I think that's uh, I think that's a fantastic idea. All right, Brett, you want to swap back over to Pete now? Pete, share. Alrighty. Yeah. No, uh, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so does that answer the question, Curtis? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I've been very fortunate. Every kick, I'm part of the minority. Every Kickstarter that I've backed, everything worked out good. But yeah, I think I keep it within a close circle, and like uh, the stuff that JC Vaughn does and stuff like that. I've backed yep. quite a few. Barry Gregory and you know yep. stuff that Tom's working on every single time very professional so I, I think I've been pretty pretty lucky yeah well you also yeah. practice martial arts so they could just be scared when you, when you pledge they're like well if we pledge we gotta get this done yeah. Yeah. we send well, your book if that's the only book we better get that book out get that one you know. yeah and I think you're pretty it's selective to me. you know you're, you're you're pretty selective and I, and I think that's I think that 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 a lot of readers are, are, are that way. Um, and, and I think I'm probably, uh, my, my, my selectivity comes in, is the book finished? Is the book yeah. finished? And does this look remotely interesting to me? Uh, because, you know, I, I don't buy new Marvel and DC comics. I don't buy them. Haven't bought anything. Yeah, in, yeah. Nothing new from Marvel and DC in, in, you know, more than a decade. Now, I will still go buy their trades. You know, if they, oh, we've collected the Avengers Defenders War in a trade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there, right? I'm going to get yeah. that. Um, so, so it's not like that. I don't buy anything from them at all, uh, but I don't buy any of their new content, mostly because when I flip through it on, for free, uh, on you know, I had a, actually I had Marvel Un- Unlimited for a couple of years, and I really tried to read a lot of their new stuff and just could not. 
I just couldn't finish most of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I found that I would try to read something new and then it, it would make me think of, man, this character used to be really cool. Let me go back and read something <laughs> old, right? I would yeah. go back and, and, and read something old instead of anything new. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't uh, read Marvel DC stuff for, for a long time. I, I, a lot of the stuff I think I've mentioned on here before I get through the library yeah. uh, to read. And then if I like it, I will go hunt down and buy it or whatever. But I love independent comics. I don't know. That's yeah. That's been my jam for a few years. Anybody who's got a unique vision doing their own project. I don't know. There's some sort of energy with independent comics that I like, like a passion. Well, you, you know, somebody asked me one time, they said, well, why would you spend 10 bucks on, on an independent comic that might be crap? And I said, well, you know, I mean – I like comic books, so yeah. I'm going to spend some money on comics. I would rather spend ten bucks on an indie indie comic that I find out is crap than go and drop uh, ten bucks on Marvel and DC comics that I'm about ninety nine percent sure is going to be crap. Right, you they won't even prove it. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. So I, I would rather take a chance on something new, uh, yeah. and and help out a creator uh, who's trying to 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 chase their vision than to 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 drop money in corporate coffers well, i mean is uh, every movie that you've gone to see is it always a, a winner you go see movies nope. you know course. you get comics it's everything it's just yep. uh you know yeah. i mean what if you go to our restaurant you see something different on the menu you you get it you go well i didn't like that i'm not going to get it again <laughs> right yeah that's right yeah it's just yeah. the same with everything yeah i look at movies that way too when i go to movie theaters like the movie was it good and i'm like if it's not even the, even if that good or it's okay, I'm like I paid my whatever ten bucks or whatever. I was entertained for an hour and a half. That's yeah. what I was paying for. Yeah, I'm going home, you know, um, so it doesn't bother me. But yeah, not strangely, if this stuff and I don't be care. Have you ever looked at Kickstarter's? Gone down, looked at the art is really great, but then they give preview pages. And if you start reading the preview page, you find out the writing is not good. Have you ever done that and then not backed it because of that? I'm just curious. Or the writing's not to your taste. Let's say that. Whether yeah, the writing's oh, good, it's not to your taste. Yeah, absolutely, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a complete pack. Obviously, you know, we're sold on comics initially because of the art. Right. You know, if we're not drawn to the art uh, immediately, I mean, there there are some someone you know someone said, oh, you got you should go check this out. I'll go look at it and I see the art and I go, Ew. no, I don't think I will check that one out. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like nope not to mind it might be good you know that it might be yeah. a good story and all that but when i see the art i'm like yeah no 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 that's just it's not art that i like and so i move on um and and so yeah but to say in the same regard if it's now okay so there are some artists right so i'm gonna name somebody for instance uh pretty much anything walter simonson does i will buy yeah, you know uh I, i'm a i'm a huge fan of his style i'm a huge fan of his stuff but i will tell you this when he did, uh, and I hope he's not listening. Uh, when, he, <laughs> when he did, uh, when he did the Avengers, that was written by uh, somebody who shall remain unnamed. Uh, I didn't buy that because I, yeah. I, I knew that it was. You know, actually, I flipped through it and I'm like, well, this art looks really good, but yeah. this writer is crap, and I don't want to read this. Right. right? Um, so you know, I, I didn't. I didn't buy it. That's the only thing. You know. I mean, I'm buying his Ragnarok that he's doing with IDW. Uh, I saw him post some pages today, some kind of Western thing he's doing. So, um, so that that was that was kind of cool. Uh, hey Barry, what's going on? Um, Barry Branscombe. Um, so, all right. So the last question, I, our, our time is 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 uh, almost done here. So, the last question I think I'm going to ask here is: If you were going to launch a Kickstarter tomorrow, what is the one thing that you, as a creator, 
would like to have on um, the Kickstarter? What would you like to see as a creator? And you can mm. certainly approach it maybe as a, as a fan to something you would like to, to, to see, but maybe that you don't see on, on crowdfunders. Um, what, what would you, what would you like, like to see? Like something that I would, I would want to do on my own. Like say if I posted my own Kickstarter, something I would want to do that I don't see in other, yes. other people's. Yes. That's interesting. I have to think about that. <laughs> Cause the, I, I have gone through and I've, and there's been some pretty creative, you know, stuff. Um, yeah. I'm always a sucker, and this is beyond me, but I'm always a sucker for miniatures. And with the advent of 3D printing, when every time somebody's like, hey, you print my comic, even a game, and like this, like a little printed miniature, even if it's unpainted, I don't know, there's something about like, yeah, I could put it on my little desk, and, and that would be. Well, cool. you're going to love to hear this. Alex Gallimore is actually working on a resource for us for some, some miniatures. Oh really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm a sucker <laughs> for those things. I used to buy board games if they had miniatures just for the miniatures. Like, is yep. the game fun? I don't know. The miniatures are cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you paint them also? Then I can't paint. You know, I have you my friends they always tell me it's so easy, and uh, I just need to get some ones I that are like some cheap ones in practice. But I had yeah. a friend I worked with who used to do Warhammer, and yeah. he'd bring his stuff, and it was just amazing. Like, yeah, it was. It was great. It was really cool to see his stuff. I have a uh, I have a friend and former roommate who who used to play uh, used to do, um, Napoleonic's miniatures, mm-hmm. and uh, he had like the entire uh, uh, Napoleon's entire army all hand painted. That he painted these tiny little miniatures. Uh, I would come in and see him with this big magnifying glass, painting with a toothpick, and it was yeah, it it's was, crazy. And, and they looked great. You know, you put them oh, on the yeah. on the you're like wow. He could the tell brush you all is the, like all one the... hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's some cool stuff. And now with the advent of three D printing, you could print so much yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. So... Curtis, what about you, man? What what what, what would you do? Ooh, I have some ideas, but somebody might take them. So the game is to be sold, not to be told. So, um, no, I, well, just whisper it. Nobody's listening. That's yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I'm taking I think notes, more, Curtis. Yeah, just, 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 in general, just in general, I mean, I, I was going to say broadly, I love behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. I love seeing yeah. the creative process. And so the more things I can see in that vein, that's the way to go for me. It, it, it kind of builds the world that I'm looking at in the book and embellishes everything, and it gives, gives added value to what I'm already reading. So I really love the behind-the-scenes yeah. aspect. Yeah. So – yeah, so so one of the things I don't know if you if you recall this or not, Curtis, but one of the things that that we like to do with this with the Silver Line campaigns is that we have the extras, right? And the extras is just a, D, a DVD, uh, just a PDF that has uh, all the sketches. This is why Pete, I sent you the message earlier. I said, hey, be sure to that you know you you save those for scan those for me because what we do then is we send uh, you know any and all sketches that we have, uh, like for. Um, for the one we just did. So we'll, we'll send out the scripts for divinity. Number one, we'll send out the script for twilight Grimm. Uh, even all the, uh, the handwritten stuff that, that RA did. I can't thought I had it handy. Uh, all the character designs and, and, and sketches for that. Um, we also include a uh, little surprise, little videos from the creators um, that has been kind of fun to do. Um, uh, yeah, I think I've even got, 
Uh, and I can't, I don't think I put it in with, with Cat and Mouse 2. I think I was going to put it in with Cat and Mouse 3. So I have a, a fan sent me, and I can't remember his name, and I apologize if you listen to this. A fan sent me his role-playing sheets of uh, Tooth and Nail. He had, he was, a, he, I think he played, I think it was champion. It's either champions or villains and vigilantes. I can't remember. But he had taken the villains and rolled them up as villains in his world. And he sent me the sheets so that I could use that as extras. So, I mean, how cool is that? So, you know, it's yeah. just, it's a little thing and it's not, you know, neither here nor there. But he was, he shared it with me so that, you know, we're able to share it uh, with, with others. So. Yeah, I, I like to see the other, the cool things like that. Cool idea. Becca, what about you? <laughs> um, I'm an avid pin collector. Really? Yes. And, uh, I, so, like, I, in, like enamel pins? Yeah, like the, the enamel. Okay. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Like um, big pins with the big markers? <laughs> not not like I, this, right? Ballpoint pens. I have yeah. an insane amount of big pens in every color. Um, but you got I, a bunch of pens. You want some pens? Here's a bunch of pens. I always take. I'll take. I'll okay. steal pens. I'm a, I'm so a so but you like, you'll probably like this. Then this is done uh, by our friend Mitch Faust. Uh, I wow. love that. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes. This is uh, Mitch Faust, who is a, a, a certainly a friend of Silverline. Uh, he does uh, he does an annual uh, Kickstarter for his uh, the art of Mitch Faust, and uh, I backed that. And this is this is something that that went out with his last uh, Kickstarter, and it is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah I will tell you this, Becca. I, I'm kind of jonesing for for some some Silverline pins. Yeah, uh, they 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 would be awesome. Yeah, um, I used to do pins a while back. Um, so where would you put yours? Where would I put mine? Uh-huh. Um, I used to keep them all on my hat, but yeah. it got really heavy. And <laughs> no, certain... Well, now you're going to put it on your mask. So when you're out <laughs> yeah. shopping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my face constantly. Um, there, oh, you got to put the, you you put the backer on right now. Yeah, because I, I want, I'm going to, I want to get a shadow box to put them in. Oh, cool. But oh, okay, right yeah. now I have them on a dish because I kept losing the backs to them. Yeah. There were the rubber backs or went through a right. metal box. Yeah. But could so you, you, no, could you, you, you could wouldn't you put them on a backpack? Like a, yeah. Because you, you, I see a lot of them at conventions on backpacks, like the straps for the backpacks and things like that. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the pins I get have the rubber backs that are for the hat pins. So you're right. like mm. spinning your um, – but – even like the traditional metal ones, I'm, as you all are aware, uh, I'm a klutz and I get caught <laughs> on things constantly. And like, I like everything I own has like hairs in them, and because I'm just constantly getting stuck on doors and stuff. So I've lost pins that way. Wow. Um, just trying to, to get in and out of my car. So I, I try not to wear them out. <laughs> I need to see some okay. video of you pitching. It's hard for me to imagine you being, <laughs> being a klutz and pitching. And doing sport? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know. That was so long ago. Uh, I don't even know if there are videos of me. Pitching. That was back in the day before video, huh, Becca? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back then, yeah. yeah. 
All right, Pete, what about you? If you were doing a, a Kickstarter tomorrow, what what uh, what what thing would you want to see on on the Kickstarter? I mean, what type of type of book or what type of uh... what type of rewards? Obviously, the book is going to be the thing, right? But yeah. what what, ty- what kind of extra re- reward would you like to see on a Kickstarter? Uh, for me, I'm, I mean, I like getting commissions from artists and things. So I know we probably do that anyway. But um, yeah, that for me is what attracts me to anything. If I can get an original piece of art or an original page from the from the actual book I'm buying, then you know. It's probably the higher end tier. Let's be honest. Yeah. But um, yeah. that's what I want. That's but a lot of t- but a lot of times you can get them from a Kickstarter cheaper than you can get them from. Oh yeah, I'll be, I paid know. I've paid hundreds of pounds for yeah. <laughs> for stuff at conventions. Yeah. Um, but and then some of them you you've, you've got them and they're like, well, oh, if you rush this one out, but, <laughs> uh, never mind. But no, but some of it, yeah. But that's that's what I love. I love the, I love the original art. Original art, yeah. Um, yeah, sketch cards. I do a lot of sketch cards for Upper Deck and uh, and Dynamite, and they usually sell quite well at conventions. I think really, people, people like those. Those those have kind of gone away over here, haven't they, Tommy? The sketch cards. Um, you know, we we offer them at Kablam. You know, yeah. and, and and we not so, trading cards. You know, stuff with the things right. already printed. But as yeah. far as sketch cards, yeah, people don't don't take as what don't, about don't sketch covers, on. Pete? Oh yeah. Um, Thanks for all the uh, likes there. They um, they go crazy. I get at conventions. That's primarily what people bring. They bring their own covers up and say, "Oh, well, you draw this yeah. on on my cover." I said, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, um, yeah. Some of well, those are, are pretty good. Some of the quality of those. Some of them is it's like plastic. You just can't you can't draw on them. But, so, um, what are the advantages of of using Kablam as a printer? Is that Kablam? The the two partners at Kablam are comic book creators themselves. Oh, so, that's interesting. So when they when they oh thank you for the the hugs there I'm seeing hugs go up on the screen. So the so, so the two guys when they print stuff out they're able to like put a you know pencil to the paper and say oh this is no good we can't draw on this right yeah. so so they're not just quote unquote they're not just printers they're they're comic creators too so when they make it they're able to see what it's like from the creator's point of view. So how'd that do Tommy? Yeah, you did good. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a I've got a couple of things for Hey Steve Conley, what's going on? Uh yep, yeah, we, we like Steve. He's great. <laughs> no. The um one thing the one of the a couple of well, you were talking about uh stuff for uh Kickstarter things. See, we've got pages that we're gonna have for yep. the, the Trumps. That's why even I though I'm making a, a lot of things digital. We still have a bunch of pages that I'm actually doing traditional, so we can have all those. Right. But the one thing that I, I that I wish people would do, I, I we don't see it happen too much. Of course, uh, Kablam, um, we we do order fulfillment for Kickstarter too, so we see a lot of Kickstarters coming through. Um, of course, you know the Silverline stuff, but we see a bunch of them that we're you know two or three times a week we're doing Kickstarter stuff, but. One thing that people don't take advantage of is uh, something that you can use for reward levels. Uh, and this is not like a, a, a secret or anything. Printing special versions of the books that could be an award level for, you know, you, you could have your regular books, you know, your regular, uh, you know, your rewards and stuff. But, you know, for, for 50 bucks, you could have a special cover printed 
with your picture of, you know, a drawing of you on the cover or logos from your stores or, you know, yeah. the, the comic shop. So you do a, you do a bunch of those, Roland. Um, but, yeah, uh, we, we yeah, do because, that. Yeah, because the, the, the cost to print the regular edition book is the same as it is to print a special version of the book. You just have to go through the trouble of producing the art and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. you know, having special covers or, or have a special book where, uh, you know, have a character in it that, you know, if uh, somebody wants to have their their kid drawn in the comic and just, you know, and have two or three copies of that particular book printed, you know, those are great reward levels that you mm -hmm. can you can have done so that, that yeah. don't cost you anything. Right. No, you're already printing the book. It's just it's just the time of you doing the art. So that's, yeah. that's some things that can be done that, that won't cost you anything. And you could charge a lot for those uh, reward levels. Yeah, Alex has been push. Alex Gallimore has been pushing me to do uh, variant covers. Yes, um, and, and and part of my part of my Spe specific uh, variant covers, not yes, just of, of you know variant cover A, B, C. You know, have right. one that you only print like three of, so it's very limited. That kind of thing, you could do those. No, really. he, I, I don't. You know, if that's what he was suggesting, I don't know that I understood that. No, I don't, I'm not sure, but I. But yeah. getting back to my other, thing, yeah, you could do but, very limited. You, copies part of me is trying to figure out how to how to how to work those in. How do you work in a variant cover? And, and he's yeah. all, yeah, we should do variant covers. We should do variant covers. And I know he thinks that I'm not listening to him. I, I am, but part of it is like I don't. How do we make it work within our Kickstarter? Because you don't want to just say, hey, when we reach this amount, everybody gets a variant cover. Gets because, one. Right. That's a whole nother book you're sending yes. out with a variant cover and that's that's costly and 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 so yeah i don't know part of it is just just figuring out how to make it work well i hadn't thought about hey there's there's 10 versions of this one cover that's once that's gone that's it that's yeah. it that's yeah. all you, yeah. you print I've your seen people, i think version. people used to do that beforehand i think when the old kickstarters they would do that there was a like so many copies of a variant cover i thought that was yeah. still going well see like well, well ours is like uh we have the kickstarter exclusive cover so, so when you get the 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 Kickstarter version, right, that's the only place you'll you'll be able to get that cover on the book. So you can still buy the book, right? And we may we may even put the artwork on a print somewhere down the line, but you'll never be able to get outside of Kickstarter. You'll never be able to get that art on that book as a cover again. So if you were to like say print it we, and ship it get to like comic shops or something, it would be a different cover. Yes. yes okay, absolutely. that's kind of cool. All right. <laughs> Wubba, Wubba said he'll volunteer for variant. You know, Wubba, uh, you know, uh, you should be get, uh, Wubba, you should be uh, be in contact by uh, John Medic shortly if you if you haven't already been. Um, yeah, so I, you know, for me, part of it is just figuring out how to make the, the variants work within the uh, uh, the Kickstarters. Uh, Mike, what about you? What, what do you What do you want to see if you were to run a Kickstarter tomorrow? What What, what do you want to see? Uh, well, I guess you can pretty much tell I've thought about it. Uh, something I thought yeah. about putting on my table too. A mask. Oh, cool. Situation. Mm, I yeah. Would, not a little cheap plastic mask or a paper mask. It would be a nice, you know, something you'd want to, you know, as a keepsake. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it just yeah, shows you that. would be cool. It goes along with, uh, you know, it goes along with my, ter my particular book. And I yeah. think that would be more of a, a kind of a touchstone. So that that's, that's something I've definitely thought about. Have you actually looked around and priced me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I've yeah. I've looked around. I've looked around. So oh. I've thought about putting it on, on some on table just to, you know, just to have, just to see yeah. what kind of reaction I get. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely a Kickstarter reward would definitely be a mask. Yeah, that would be very cool. Very cool. 
Uh, did I ask everybody? Aaron, did I ask you? Yes. Yes. Or at Tommy? least I volunteered, I think. Yeah. Tommy I think I volunteered yeah. my information yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, this is, uh, anybody got any other thoughts on, on crowdfunders? Um, I don't want to get into, you know, Kickstarter versus Indiegogo or anything like that. I think they're both legit, uh, platforms. Yeah. Um, I don't know that, that, that I think they both have strengths. Um, and eventually we're going to go to, uh, Indiegogo and do some stuff there, try to figure it out. Uh, my first thought was actually to take uh, a switchblade and uh, one of the, another book that we get colored. Uh, once we can finish one of our older black and whites and get those colored yeah. and, and maybe Indiegogo um, to graphic novels there. Uh, I saw, I did see something today and I can't, I mean, I don't know if I saw it wrong. I was trying to check it out, uh, but it looked like somebody was actually kickstarting a project and kickstarting Indiegogo Jordan? at the same time. Like it was the exact same project. Yeah. Doing the same. And I don't know. Oh, you think that would be, that would be cool with, with that? Yeah. I yeah, don't know. But it, I saw someone post that it's not against either either of the platform's rules to to do it. Yeah, I wonder um, what the benefit would be. It would seem well, like they're two different audiences. Actually, they're they're oh really they're, okay. Yeah, they they really. I mean, there's some overlap, but they really are legitimately two different audiences. Oh, okay. There are some wow. people I've seen people post. You know, I actually saw someone do a, a Twitter um, uh, uh, poll one time. You know, do you do you support any uh, Kickstarter's only, Indiegogo's only, or both? Right, you'd be surprised at the number of said only Kickstarters or only uh, Indiegogos. I, that actually surprised me. Hey, yeah, Thomas I, I guess. And Antalek. Yeah. Hope I said your name last name right. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there are there are certainly two different audiences for the platform. So I, I think there's, huh. um, I think there's some. Well, well, just real quick, what's the difference between the two? So the difference, the, the big difference between the two is uh, on Kickstarter, it's a uh, all or nothing. You have to make your goal in order to get any of the funds, right? So if you set your your if your goal on Kickstarter is a thousand bucks and you don't make a thousand, if you make nine hundred and ninety nine, you don't get any of it. Yeah. Right. If you go to Indiegogo, you set your uh, your your uh, crowdfund at a thousand bucks and you get ten bucks, you get the ten bucks. Um, so you don't have to to meet your goal on Indiegogo, um, yeah. So those, that's the and and from a from a supporter point of view, uh, Kickstarter doesn't take your funds until the project has has finished. So right. yep, they don't collect any of the funds until the project is over. You pledge on Indiegogo, they take your funds immediately. Oh really? Okay. Yep. Yep. So so like for instance, like the the um, the Silverline double double feature that we just completed. Oh. We have we have eight errored backers, um, totaling probably one, two, three. Looks like about three hundred dollars. Okay, uh, and what this means usually is that the the backer's card has expired, and they just have to go in and and update mm-hmm. their card. With the, the 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 date and all that kind of stuff. Usually, that's what it means. Obviously, sometimes you know they're overdrawn or something like that. Um, uh, but yeah, so we have close to three hundred dollars in backers that have not uh, cleared the cards yet. And so you wouldn't you wouldn't run into that at, at Indiegogo. It would it would do it. It would have done or, it as soon as you say you know right. I yes. want to contribute. Or, then or it would reject yeah. them, right? Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. 
so yeah, those those are the those are the the, the basic differences. Yeah, so. I didn't know there was a different audience. That seems weird. Yeah, um, it does seem weird. It seemed like yeah. it'd be it'd be, a, be a lot of crossover. To, yeah. yeah, I'd be curious to talk to somebody who. I'm only in the go-go or like Kickstarter. Find out the reason yeah. is why is there? I mean, have they been screwed over by one? Is that why they I, go for that? Be- yeah, I believe that is the case. Yes, okay. for, for a, lot, a lot of the comments that I saw. Okay, yeah. like I said, we're we're eventually going to. I, I just you know, from, from my perspective, I've just got to figure out what's the right thing to take to Indiegogo. We're right. going to go there. Um, I, I don't I, I don't feel good about taking like you know Cat and Mouse number one, but I might be able to take Switchblade. And another graphic novel. There's something that's complete, and we can offer that. Uh, we can offer that to them there. So yeah. uh, I just gotta just gotta come up with the right projects to go there, and and that, and find some more hours in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we're gonna call it's it's eleven o'clock. So we're gonna call it a night. Uh, thank you all for such uh, amazing participation, you artists. Thank you for uh, sharing your screens and let us watch you. No problem. Uh, uh, we're going to go through the list uh, as we always do and tell people where they can find you on social media. Curtis, where can people find you on the social medias? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Curtis with a K, last name Fujita. And also, as somebody mentioned, I am a uh, martial arts instructor, so you can find me in my martial arts school, Tiger Crane Kung Fu, on Sensei. Facebook, Tiger Crane, Tiger Crane 805, on YouTube and Instagram. Thank yeah, you. And Curtis has done some really awesome uh, at home in, in light of our quarantine has done some really awesome at home uh, training for his students and just for anyone you can follow along. He does some really, really good, very clear instructions that, that uh, I think has been, been very cool to see. Uh, and, and so uh, just so that, you know, if you're watching and you're like, oh, I couldn't write all that down too so quick, you know, because of Curtis, I'm going to put all that stuff in, in the proper place, all the links so that you can go. Becca, how about you? Where can people find you on the interwebs? Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram at comic art um, underscore. It's weirdly spelled, but you, you said you're going to post it up. I am. I'll um, post it. <laughs> uh, Twitter that I keep forgetting I have. Also, <laughs> no, there's not that much content there. Um, uh I have a Behance, which is just my name, uh, Rebecca Winslow. And I, th- I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll post whatever you've sent me. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, what about you? Where can people find you on the social medias? Uh, Facebook. Uh, my uh, art page is Humphreys Illustration and H-U-M-P-H-R-E-S. And it'll be below. Um, and then I do Instagram at A-L-H, my initials, uh, 3810. That's my handle. And then I have um, Humphrey's Illustration, which is my portfolio website. And then I have a store at Big Cartel that you can buy other things that I make. And so I, I'm I'm building up my presence on the inter interwebs. So <laughs> yep. that's that's the is the main areas you can find me. Cool. Tell Probably me what you about can, you? Sorry, you can also find my comic on Webtoons on the Goblins. Sorry. Cool. If you just search that. If I if I don't if you didn't send me that link, uh, send it to me. I'll make sure to add it. Tommy, what about you? Where can people find you? Well, uh, Thomas Floramonte Jr. You can on all the different social media places. You can just look up my name. I'm pretty much the only one there. Uh, My personal website is Inferno Studios. You can kind of see it up there, but uh, uh, just uh, look for Floramonte, and that's uh, I'll be the only one. So. 
You know, it so actually looks go. like it's burning little holes. I know, that. it's messing up. And it, it's clipping. It's clipping out here. Let's put the flame thing on there. That looks better. <laughs> Pete, what about you? Where, where can people find you on the social medias? Oh, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, I'm Instagram, I'm Twitter, I'm Facebook, and it's all Peter Clinton Art. Peter Clinton Art. All nice right. and simple. <laughs> and Mike, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? Uh, best place is my publishing book uh, or my publishing page, amkcomics.com. I've got the Facebook link, Twitter link, Instagram link, everything you need right there. Excellent. Very and cool. uh, you can find me uh, at uh, on Facebook, Roland Man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Man Roland. I'm on Instagram, but I don't really remember. Probably just Roland Man there. I don't remember what it is. Uh, but certainly, uh, wherever you're watching it, whether you're watching it on our, our recorded YouTube stream, on our Twitch or on Facebook, please remember to like and and subscribe and and love and all that other kind of stuff. Whatever you're whatever you're supposed to do on whatever media medium you're watching us on, please do that. Uh, everything helps us. Share it out. Um, uh, SilverlineComics.com is our website. We try to post there uh, once a week. We keep you updated. We also have a a, a, a Mailchimp uh, email list that 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 you get some of the inside information sometimes uh we need to do a little bit more of that but uh, there's only so many hours in a day everyone make mine silver line mine silver line bye everybody Thanks, guys bye, bye, everyone. Bye, your hands clean bye. don't touch your face, don't touch your face. thank you for listening to the silver line podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode we know we ramble sometimes but we have fun and after all isn't that what comics are all about We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.